0: well hello coaches welcome to today's real talk with coaches of course uh i have tim mann with me and the most lovely lisa barber and we've got justin weaver so only lisa gets an adjective
1: only lisa that's how it's going to be
0: you know, I got to adjust myself because somebody messed with my. You probably did Tim. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so I'm Les Nino, and we are so delighted to be with you once more. Uh, we really appreciate you, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedules. We know as coaches, you do have busy schedules. And so we always appreciate you making this a priority and jumping in with us. We try to do this by ourselves, and it just doesn't feel right. Uh, Tim can talk to a wall, but I mean, we're glad that you're here. (laughs) Um, So with that being said, uh, I have a question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is an interesting kind of an icebreaker question. All right. So, and you can blow up the chat box, right? Was Johnny Cash a good singer? That's the question. Was Johnny Cash a good singer? (laughs) Oh, like it. We got Who? We, can, Someone actually said, who? <laughs> He's all right. Okay. Uh, no comment. <laughs> Interesting. Of course, Lisa, I knew she would. Uh, yeah. I just love that they're making
1: the dismissed list very easy for us today.
0: Yeah. I'm kidding. For sure. Didn't listen to him. Depend. It, it, one of his songs was just on as we were waiting to start the uh, call. That's the ring of fire, yeah, yeah. And so we were having that discussion and it was actually Justin's idea to throw it out at all of you and ask you what your thoughts were. I had the opinion that yes, he's an entertainer. Yes, he uh, has great content and his words are intriguing, Uh, but no, his voice quality just really isn't there. But I know that even my panel here disagrees with me. So, um, and then there's that. He's the only one I like it all. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like something Tim would say. Oh, wait, it was Tim. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, again, welcome to Real Talk today. Uh, we've got a really interesting subject to discuss today. This might be, coaches, this might be the first time that we'll actually have a Real Talk where us as a panel here in Tennessee don't agree. <laughs> How about that? Now I really have their interest. Because normally we're on the same page, you know, and that's really the way it's supposed to be, otherwise it'd be inconsistent, it would be weird, but no, we may not agree on today's topic, so it's an interesting topic, and I, i'm I'm actually curious and uh, very anxious to hear uh the opinions of my panel with me, my distinguished panel, right there you go, you got something in front of your name then Tim so um you know how this works by now, if you've not been with us before, let me just walk alongside with you on this one thing. Um, There is a setting inside the uh, chat box itself. Uh, It it has some different settings in it. But one of the settings, the one that we really want you to use, is the one that says everyone. And that means that everyone can get your comments. They can hear you um, and be inspired by you, be challenged by you. motivated whatever it might be right and so that's the fun of these calls is not so much what we bring you but what you bring to each other and so we love the community that happens on these calls and so please on the count of three go in there and just click on everyone one two three everyone okay now we all have everyone um hopefully okay and so with that um i have a question that I'd like my panel to talk about, and of course we will be um, we'll be polite and start with the lady lady first. Um, Lisa, what comes to mind? Because the thing we, we hear leveling up. And, and we even had an enrichment where this subject came up, leveling up, right? And, and that's a popular term with coaches. And many of you listening probably have heard that term, leveling up. And, you know, you could talk about what that means and all that, but that's not really what we're going to try to do today. Lisa, in mind, in, with, the, with the mindset of kind of leveling up and just improving ourselves or whatever it might be, right, how do you respond to this, quest, this thought? What got me here won't get me there.
2: Um, I agree and disagree, is my first
0: response. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if those rules apply. Can you disagree? And Why not?
2: Agree? You didn't give me a rule, and so <laughs> who, who cares about the rules? <laughs>
0: I said the wrong. I said the wrong thing to Lisa. I he said well, rule. He's
2: known me so long, and still, you know, Lisa wins. Yes, Justin, you're right. I did win, the the smackdown on Lisa. So, uh, yeah, I agree and I disagree, um, when it comes to leveling up. Um, I, just very quickly, I just want to. There are things that work all the time, y'all. My faith in God, <laughs> number one, it just works, right. My trust in um, good systems or processes, um, that have gotten me organized and given me, um, space and creativity. And, you know, so there's so many things that do work. And, um, when I hear that phrase and it's very common, we hear it a lot now when I hear that phrase now, um, it, it, I kind of, I kind of made this mention. It's like, are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater? kind of thing, you know, don't, we want to whiteboard, we want to erase things, we want to wipe the slate clean and start again. And, you know, there are some things I don't want to wipe the slate clean on. There are some things that work really well, and I need to continue to work those even better. Um, And so they will take me where I want to go. But man, the the opposite of that is um, what we call around here, coaches listening, um, having a sacred cow around. You know, that we, that we, you know, it's something I've always done. It's a habit or a pattern of way I've been behaving and I just hang on to it. And um, that doesn't give room for something that will take me there to replace it or to put in place of it, you know, or to enhance it. Um, it, It's uh, I, I think if we're not careful, we can get stuck in what we do, but we can also get stuck in. Uh, I've got to do everything and all things differently as well when we don't stop and take stock of what was really working and can still work. That's my first thoughts.
0: Hmm. Justin, what comes to mind in Justin's head?
3: <laughs> well, there is some truth to that phrase, though. If I am looking to level up in my practice, in my relationships, in my marriage, in my career, in in my faith, there are things that I want to hang on to that Mm -hmm. got me to where I am today. But sometimes to get to that next goal, that next level, there's going to be new things I need to learn. There's going to be new practices I need to build, new habits I need to form. There's going to be some stuff that I've got to do differently if I want to level up and go to that next level. Uh, so I'm a little bit in Lisa's boat of it. it's, it's kind of both. And I like the idea that we have here about shooting sacred cows because we want to challenge tradition. We want to challenge the things that have gotten us here and see if they still fit. Right. You guys hear Dave on the radio gets challenged about the seven baby steps all the time. Do these seven steps still apply to me? Do they apply in this situation? And you guys will get that as coaches too. And for those times that it's still like, yes, these are still the right steps. These are still the right things. These are still the beliefs and the values that have withstood challenges time and time again. So we're going to keep around things that survive those challenges. But then it's identifying what do I need to go learn and build and do so that I can go to that next level as well. So it's always incorporating new things, getting rid of the old dead rotted wood and building a new structure, going to that next level. Those are my thoughts.
0: And Tim, you probably have no thoughts around this at all.
1: Of course not. What I am gonna do is something a little bit special here. Uh, Les recently tried to jump in with the Star Wars reference before me. So I'm gonna reverse this on Les. And I'm going to go to a Vince Lombardi reference on less. How's that for you, right? Prepare for this, y'all. Vince Lombardi, one of the most famous football coaches of all time, once had a team at the professional level absolutely getting destroyed at halftime. And he pulls them all in at halftime, walks into the huddle. And, of course, everyone's waiting to hear what the greatest coach of all time is going to say to his team. And he picks up a football and says, gentlemen, this is a football. There is a tremendous value in our fundamentals. And so I think when we're thinking about this question of what got me here won't get me there, most of the case, I'm going to go ahead and take the disagree side with this statement. Because it, it is one thing to say, well, I can improve my tactics, I can improve my skill set, I can add new things, right? I saw someone mention the idea of going from the landline to the cell phone, although we could argue whether or not that was actually a good thing. I would argue based on the amount of traffic that was at a complete standstill on the interstate this morning, that it probably has something to do with somebody being on one of these things while driving. Perhaps the landline wasn't the way to go. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, sometime, for, for somebody it meant they weren't gonna get where they were trying to go. They're not gonna get anywhere this morning. Uh, that's a possibility. I hope whoever that was is okay. Um, but sometimes it, 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 it takes a moment for us to step back and look at what are the fund- fundamentals? What are the things that did get me here? And there's also an old adage, dance with the one that brought you. And so on some level, if if you're building a coaching practice to be proud of, and and as you have clients that you're working with and you're proud of what's coming out of your work with those clients, as as you're finding joy and fulfillment in the questions you're asking, in the environment that you're creating, in the situation that you're allowing people to step into, why in the world do I want to cut that up unnecessarily? why do I want to challenge that unnecessarily? Why do I want to change that in a way that doesn't necessarily make sense? And so there's a lot of value in going back to what are the fundamentals? What are the base things that we all need to know? What are the things we all need to do well? And think about when do I need to bring something in new? And when am I just failing in my fundamentals?
0: Okay, Um, good. Let me ask this, since 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 you all kind of saw it like in between, um, when did uh, Lisa, when did what got you here in your life, when did it always get you there? You mentioned God, your relationship. So you're
1: muted.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely my faith and, in faith in God and, um, um, I, other things is maybe, I mean, Tim kind of called me a rebel earlier and, um, I, I think a little bit of that rebel spirit could, I, I appreciate that compliment. I think it's a compliment, you know, um, <laughs> um, my, my, my my family would my older siblings i was the young i am the youngest and they would have called me irresponsible less growing up they would have thought of my actions and and the things that i did irresponsible um and instead i i would i would challenge that it wasn't irresponsible i mean i i i went to school i made good grades i did the things i I played ball. I was always at practice. I held jobs th- from, I mean, we threw papers when I was seven, I've always been very responsible. The word would have been reckless would have been a more <laughs> accurate term because I'm willing to try anything, I'm, I'm it, it, you know, beyond experiment, but just, you know, jump out of an airplane or do whatever, you know? And um, I feel like that, that's something I don't want to not do that has gotten me here. It will take me there. Um, that, that the way that God created me, those fundamentals, those foundational principles, um, my value system. It I, I feel like it's pretty rock solid, you know, and it's gotten here. It'll take me there. Um, I could go on the list could go on and on and on for days. Uh, the mission that I have, the mission that all of you have, you know, that that's going to take you there. Those are the things that will drive you day in and day out um other things for me that i need to throw out with the bath water you know those kinds of things are it, it is the thinking that causes me to become stuck you know so we can go on to that here in just a little bit for sure yeah. um yeah. but when i think about my reckless spirit my nature the you know my faith in god my value systems my mission the reason I was created, my purpose, those things, I don't want those to change unless God decides they're supposed to for some reason. Um, But they will absolutely take me there. I have faith in that.
0: Mm, Good. Good. Justin, personal experience, what has in your past gotten you where you are that will get you where you want to go, get you there?
3: I'd follow up on what lisa said those foundational values those foundational beliefs uh, growing up in my in my family in my household these are things that i've kept throughout the years and through the different phases of my life and really those haven't changed much there have been some additions there have been some things i've added on there may be a little bit of pruning here and there in some of those values uh, some of those core beliefs that make up who we are as as a person um And I don't really wanna get rid of those, but I wanna pick up on something Lisa said just a moment ago where we can get into a phase if we're not careful of analysis paralysis. When we start to think about the next level and where we're wanting to go, and this is honestly where I go, so I'm speaking for myself here, is that I can start to get into my head and start thinking about all the different things, all the different options, all the numbers, the data, and I can spend so much time thinking about it, that I'm not ever actually doing anything about it. And this is one thing I really love about being part of this team is we've got people on the team that are more in Lisa's camp that move to action faster. And that causes me to want to move to action faster. Because some of these things we just have to try out. So don't be afraid to get into the action side of making these decisions, trying new things, doing new tests. As you guys are thinking about how can I improve? How can I go to that next level? Um, Don't go only to action, do some thought work as well, right? So there's a little bit of balance in here, but uh, start to think about and identify where you land on that spectrum. And then start to see where are some pitfalls in the normative style that of my thinking and where can I improve on that so that overall I'm I'm improving how I interact in the world and in my practice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Someone asked me why I'm shaking my head. (laughs) When you said, you know, Lisa will move and get us to move. I was just laughing to myself, shaking my head, thinking, yeah, nothing gets stale around here. Not with Lisa in the room. (laughs) She's going to move and we're going to have to move with her or she'll leave us behind. And so <laughs> I appreciate you calling that out, Justin. Um, Tim, in your personal life, what has gotten you here would continue to get you there?
1: So I got to first echo, Lisa, and some of those in the chat box here. The, the faith is first and foremost, right? There is nothing for me more fundamental to my core, my character, my identity, than who I am as a child of God, a creation of God, redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Like nothing for me tops those things. And those things are first, foremost, primary and ultimate. Uh, Also, as we're even thinking about, for example, the the personal financial journey and the the Ramsey financial plan, the Ramsey financial plan is old, right? Because by the way, Dave Ramsey didn't come up with most of it. He assembled most of it into a way that was easy to process and understand, but most of this stuff was written thousands of years before Dave Ramsey was a twinkle in his parents' eyes. Most of the concepts that we utilize of saving, getting out of doubt, that being in partnership with your spouse, of doing these things, of of setting things aside, of uh, preparing for the future, these are thousands of years old concepts. And the interesting thing is that sometimes we think we can get smarter. I love that one of the comments that gets brought up a lot, I actually had this conversation with several people in coaching this past week in some of the coaching I was doing, where they're like, shouldn't I borrow money at this rate when I'm investing money at this rate, and then I'm making money in the space in between? That's a fairly new concept. People weren't doing that in the ancient world. And for me, this is one of those examples of what got us here won't get us there. What got us... Here, these last 20, 30 years in American history, is really bad financial management. What if we just go ahead and continue to buy everything on credit cards? That sounds like a great idea. What if we continue the path of, oh, crypto is the way to go? NFTs would strap 92% in a day, causing people to feel suicidal. Or we could buy a Tesla. Or, or, or let's, if you missed it, because you're so muted, uh, said, or we could buy a Tesla. Right? There was a caller on the Ramsey show yesterday that brought up the idea that they're spending so much money in gas that really what they need to do is buy a Tesla. We were joking about this that this morning. Right, you're going to save $200 in gas a month by buying a $650 a month car payment. That's stupid. Like that's tripling your loss. Right Now, I'm not mad if anyone here owns an electric car. Good for you. How fun trying to drive more than 200 miles without stopping for three hours, but good luck. Um, but I'm not mad at people that have those things. I drive a big truck, so I'm, I'm going to use as much gas as I can in this world before I'm off of it. Uh, but, but but, again, it comes down to, for, for me, when I'm looking at the things in my personal financial journey. Even, for example, you asked less about the personal side of things. My counseling background is something I lean on heavily in my coaching. Part of the reason I'm a coach where I'm at is because I started off in that direction. I'm not going to abandon that because I decide I'm not going to do counseling these days. I'm going to focus on coaching. That's still part of who I am. If I look at my relationships, I'm not going to stop dating my wife because we got married. My wife and I are celebrating 15 years of marriage next week. We still date. Each other, by the way, for clarity, For <laughs> just each other, by the way, and nobody else. But we still date. right? Those things that got us here are going to get us there learning how to love each other well now is going to allow us to stay together for the next 15 years and another 15 after that, and hopefully another 15 after that. But there are these fundamentals that we really have to grasp. And I think as we're talking sometimes in the next level conversation, one of the things that I find personally frustrating is we try so hard to get to next level ideas when we haven't yet mastered the fundamentals. We haven't yet mastered, how do I get really good at asking questions? How do I get really good at empathy? How do I get really good at digging out the root? We focus on what I really want to do is be really, really good at marketing and creating my business. And those are good things. But who cares if you market a business you can't execute on? And so I think it's so important that we make sure we master our fundamentals. We master the things that got us here because the things that got us here taken to a new level will be the things that get us there. But if we ignore the things that got us here, we're not going to go anywhere at all. I
3: I love that point, Tim. Sometimes the idea of leveling up comes hand in hand with adding more complexity. And sometimes the simplest and the most clarity driving thing that we can provide uh, in our practice can actually be the thing that gets us there, right? It's not always that new toy. It's not always that new process, that new software, that new uh, strategy that you're going to implement that's got five different layers and you need 10 spreadsheets to track it. Uh, and again, I'm preaching to myself here because this is the tendency that I go, I tend to complicate things when I try to improve on things. And I, I love the point that you spent so passionately on of driving towards those fundamentals. Sometimes it's being clearer and more simple in your practice actually frees you up to go do the things that you need to, to improve.
0: Mm-hmm. The the big thing just popped up on my screen said, "Hey dummy, you're muted." Okay, so, I mean, it didn't word it that way, but okay, so, um, so coaches, (laughs) that was a message
2: Tim sent.
0: (laughs) What I was, (laughs) what I was trying to say is, coaches listening in here, as our panelists are, you know, discussing this, ask yourself these same questions. What is it that got me here? that will continue to get me there, right? This is something that we just wanna bring to light today. When you're thinking about your coaching practice, maybe you're fairly new at your coaching practice. Maybe you've only been at this for two months, so maybe you don't have a, what got me here yet, but this is something to think about even as a coach, what created your ability to be a coach? What is it that makes you a good coach, right? So that something got you there, right? As far as your character, And your abilities and things like that, even if you don't have coaching experience right now, what got you to the point where you can actually call yourself a coach? And so what would still get me there, right? And now, Lisa, again, personally, in your life, what got you here that won't get you there?
2: What got reverse me here that won't get me there? Oh. Yeah, let's
0: reverse it. Let's take the other position. <laughs>
2: mm, what has gotten me here that won't get me there? All right, so here, here is one thing that, um, I, I and these are really practical things when we talk about fundamentals and, um, that kind of thing. I, I, I am not the greatest at, um organization Uh, y'all have heard me the three guys on this call it i i'm not great at that um, which can create unintentionality and you know around here ramsey solutions we do put a lot of emphasis on intentionality and here's the thing um uh I, i I don't know that I harmonize. I don't like to use the word balance because balance is a, I, I feel like it's unachievable. That's my personal opinion. Y'all hear me balance of something. You know, I remember putting a book on my head and walking through the room. Ladies who wanted good posture, remember, that's what we would do. And it would fall all the time or, you know, I'll try to try to stand on one leg and put your blue jeans on. Right. Um, The best one for me is the teeter totter. If the teeter totter is balanced, it's not fun. It's supposed to go up and down. Right. And so balance is unachievable for me. But um, I have not done a great job of blending or harmonizing all areas of my life. I know I could do Maybe I should say I could do it better and being very aware. So I, for me, these last year or the lastly, probably the last three years less has really been about self-awareness for me and understanding what how I function and operate really, really well. I had not been. So when I talk about intentionality, that's what I'm talking about. Being intentional of my self-awareness, we were in a meeting this morning, actually, and I had asked Justin to tell me a couple weeks ago, I asked him, I said, tell me when I'm being a bully in a meeting or something like that. When I get task-minded and I just want to drive and get something done, I need to be more self-aware. And he didn't do it, y'all. I had to call him out on it. Now, he, he told me in a minute later, he was like, really, you needed to do that in that moment. It was okay. I'm, I, you know." But um, being self-aware less and being very um, and being a bit more intentional about my actions, my behaviors, my words, not necessarily a goal. Because I can get to the goals, I, I, I I'm I'm good there. But I really think maybe the answer to your question one of the core answers. There's a whole lot more. I'm gonna to have to really work on this. You've just challenged me to work on being more aware. Um, I think really that's one of the first things that comes to my life. Being very intentional with with my own self awareness, where I am, how I want to grow personally as a as a wife, a, a friend, a mother, a coach, and certainly as a friend to Jesus? How can I be a better friend to him in the middle of this? How can I reach out to the people he wants me to? How can I expand my territory when I don't know that I even have the capacity to, to, to be intentional about the one I already have? I think that that's my answer. of Just talking out loud, I could go on for 30 minutes with this question. That was a good one, Les. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Justin, same thing. Uh, reversing it, right? What, what got you here won't get you there in this case. Maybe it's a sacred cow in your life, right? Personally.
3: One of the first things that came to <clears throat> mind for me is just a limiting mindset, not having a big enough mm. vision, not having a big enough mm. view of what was next. And so I've, I'm not always the best at setting extremely challenging goals for myself. I tend to set goals that will stretch me a little bit, but not too much. And so my progress I found has been limited in some aspects by not being bold enough in setting a vision that's out far enough for me. And then when I get there, I like to sit for a while before I get moved to action again. Right, we were talking about that with Lisa earlier. She tends to move to action quicker. Uh, I tend to sit in complacency quicker <laughs> before moving to action again. Uh, and so it's generally more by necessity that I'm stretching and growing and moving to that next level. And so for me, it's it's an idea of getting to this point was a process for me, but Oftentimes I'm limiting myself in just the, the view of how big a goal, how big of a, uh, what's the right phrase, uh, what, what God has for me next is always bigger than the idea that I have in my head of what God has for me next. So learning to expand those boundaries for me has been a challenging part of my journey, growing as, as a husband, as a, as a friend, as a dad, as a coach, all throughout the years.
0: Good. And again, coaches. Oh, yep. Okay, I'm unmuted. Okay, so the, the the sign didn't come up. Okay, so so coaches, this is real talk. I mean, this is okay. So, uh, coaches, same questions for you. You know, just light up that chat box and 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 what got you here won't get you there. In this case, we're reversing it, right? Tim, what what won't get you there that got you here?
3: One more thing before Tim jumps in. Coaches here, Lisa was very different from me. Mm. And both of us are different from Tim and Les. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: But we're all coaches.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I love that. I love that you pointed that out, Justin, because you're right. We are all very, very different. And for me, one of the things that I can find myself if I'm not careful relying on to get me there, they got me here, is that old phrase of writing your laurels, right? This idea of um, what I've already accomplished. In coaching, you're only as good as your last session. It doesn't matter what you've done for a certain number of years if you can't do it anymore. And for those of you that have been around for a little while, you know that a big thing for my life for a long time was soccer officiating. And I remember at one point I was refereeing with a guy, and this man had two different Hall of Fame rings for his referee career. He was in his late 70s and had been refereeing soccer for 50 years. On some level, that's really cool, but also soccer is a very involved sport. And at some of the higher levels, it's not uncommon to run seven or eight miles in a 90-minute game. And, And this guy just, he couldn't move like he used to. He frustrated the people he worked with. He frustrated the people he was serving, That the teams on the field. He frustrated the entire community. And he was one of these people who held on too long. He stuck around long enough to become a parody of himself. And so, especially for those of us that come into coaching, if, if you have a lot of education, if you have a bunch of licenses and letters behind your name, if you've got a bunch of things you've accomplished outside of coaching, and you bring these things into coaching and say, because of all these things I've already accomplished, I don't have to focus on myself as a coach anymore, you're going to miss it. And y'all, I'm, I'm there with you. I, I've got a master's degree. I've got a counseling license. I have years of experience in the field of mental behavioral health. And it doesn't matter if at some point I stop using these things, if I stop doing individual coaching, if I stop doing the coaching that I now train and develop others to do, I lose my credibility over time because at some point I'm just resting on morals and I'm no longer focusing on how do I get better? How do I get better in these areas? How do I do these different things? And so even for example, this past week, I purchased another training course that's going to get me certified in anxiety treatment. Uh, because I need another certification, but it's it's not because I need more things. It's because I don't want to be the same coach now as I am in a year, five years, or 10 years from now. And that's what resting on laurels can do. And so I can be really, really proud in the right kind of pride. We've talked about pride in a previous Real Talk. You can find that on the Real Talk link, left side side of FCMT, uh, shameless plug for that. There's like 25 plus hours of Real Talk there, go check it out. Um, but uh, I can have a proper pride in, What has been accomplished through me, by me, what God has chosen to do with the people he's put in my path, but I can't just rest there forever. At some point, I have to keep doing, I have to keep growing, I have to keep learning, or the world's going to pass me by my practice is going to pass me by and I can stick around long enough to become a parody of myself. And and for my referee career, that was one of the things I decided. And I'll tell you all, honestly, because we're being honest on this call, I had a dream last night for like half the night that I really wanted to get back into it. And then I remembered I'm in a spot in my life where I'm not going to be willing or able to put in the time to reach the level I achieved before. And my retirement game was a college division one game, pretty high level. Like I want that to be the cap on my career. I don't want to go back to become a parody of myself. I want to have good memories. I want to miss those things properly and use that as a propulsion method to send me forward into what is next. I can't live in the past. I can't just rest on the laurels. I can't just focus on what I've done back then because at some point the past gets further and further away and I have to figure out what am I doing right now? What am I doing to be the the Colleague to Lisa, Les, Justin, and the rest of our coaching team, right now. What do I need to do to be the coach, developer, and trainer for all of you inside of FCMT and the accelerator and these different things, right now? What are the clients I'm working with inside of Ramsey Plus, my individual coaching? What do I need to be for those people right now? And if I'm not focusing on who I need to be right now, I'm missing opportunities. Unless I can't let you off the hook. You've asked us all this question, and I, I think we need to hear from you too. We've let you off on the last couple of ones, but. You have to answer one of your own questions today.
0: Yeah, I was going to jump in, actually, but thank you for that. Uh, so, so real practical. And some of this stuff can be spiritual. Some of it can be emotional. Uh, some of it, uh, you know, uh, someone may say, you know, when, when I stop reading scripture, then I will not be what I, you know, what got me here. Right. And so but there's some things, you know, that we have to think about. I may have to give up. And so for me, it, hap- it actually happened about an hour ago. And so the last two weeks ago in our real talk, I could, I could not get logged in. Now, thankfully, I wasn't hosting that one, uh, but I could not get logged in because I didn't follow what Tim had set up. He made it real simple. It was there. I had to go through a different login and it was just a different process. And I'm kind of I hate to give Tim ammunition, but I'm kind of an old folk here. Right. And so I know what I like to do. I like the way I like things. And, and you know what I do because I'm older technology. It's like, well, just have someone show me what to do. Right. Just, just, just get me in. Okay. Don't worry about, you know, me learning. Right. And so today I said, so Tim, what if you can't make it to work? And he goes, well, it's like, I told you before, you just, you know that that was my clue, right? I'd been told before, but I'm just going to depend on my coworkers to walk me through this or just get me in. And instead, Lisa said, look, Les. And she opened her laptop and she kind of walked me through what she does to she followed Tim's, you know, idea there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so when I got to my desk just now before the thing started. I just did what Lisa showed me to do. And I logged in and I was like, okay, so I can actually do this. (laughs) So now I have to change because what got me here, it's going to frustrate my coworkers. If I continue to go there with that mindset, I I have to understand technology. It changes. Some of you may be a little more seasoned like me in life. Um, Technology is still a challenge for me, uh, but it doesn't mean I can't learn technology. It doesn't mean that I can't continue to learn uh, because to, 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 you know, Tim was uh, kind of singing my song. I don't want to retire and know that I wore out my coworkers or that I just wore out my welcome because I just, you know, shriveled up. Someone quoted something that's actually on our wall here. If you stop growing, you're dying. And so uh, that's, you know, that's literally on our wall, right. You know, in the, in the office, right down the road, right down the road. Yeah. Right down the road here. Um, so, That's not what, you know, that's what I know I have to change is I have to continue moving forward and not just depend on what got me here. Uh, Because, I mean, we used to have landlines. We didn't have cell phones, but we also had party lines. How many people remember those? So landlines were not always reliable because you would have other people on your phone. It's like, wait a minute. This is my phone. This is my line. No, this is mine. You know, it's called a party line. And so you kind of shared some of you older people do remember that. That's not a good deal. Obviously that can't happen with a cell phone, but yeah, yeah, that was a flaw with the landlines. Sometimes you just, you had party lines and you didn't have access to make calls because someone else was already talking on your phone line. So sometimes technology has to happen to make things better and more efficient. And us older folks, we just have to adapt with it and learn alongside with it. So yeah party lines there you go <laughs> some some of them remember some of them remember um i don 't know if you did you ever experience those Lisa no nope. okay oh, you did okay um, it, it, was, it was oh, oh yeah, ago. I
2: loved the party lines. I love the party lines i because i i 'm an interrupter <laughs> of people, I would get on the phone at my great aunt's house and be like hey how long y'all gonna be on here and i need to make the phone call and you know make people mad and my aunt would be go stop stop and i'm like well what you gotta make a phone call you know so <laughs> i love it less you you reminded me of something else you said though you guys i typed it into the chat box you know what he said that he didn't say was it something that got him here and it's gotten all of us here are the people who believe in us mm. Right. They'll get me there too. We got to have our Uh, our team, our people. We got to have each other cheering us on, rooting us on, uh jokingly tearing us down, whatever it is. Right. So, but it, uh, we got to have our support systems less. You said that without saying it. I just wanted to point that out too.
0: Right. Absolutely. And my support system here, I hate to be kind because it gets to Tim's head, but he is very patient with me. Uh, and, and I, he, he has been very patient with me and I owe him uh, you know, my ability to want to move forward and learn and keep growing. So um, I will get this um, or I'll just have to retire because there's just, uh, you know, <laughs> anyway, um, So yeah, Al, uh, nice. Uh, Al wondered if I uh, grew up in Mayberry, but uh, no, no, Al. That was basically all cities. Uh, It was a larger city called Milwaukee. And so, uh, yep, no, it was not Mayberry, but that was actually kind of funny. Um, So, okay, so we got all these coaches on this call. Um, Boy, Lisa, you know, you've coached so many coaches over the years in fact we get to the point where we you know we don't want to fall into the trap of just being a coach to coaches because to tim's point earlier if we don't personally coach we're going to lose our ability to coach coaches right we've got to keep you know personally coaching and so that's what came to my mind when tim was sharing earlier we just can't ever all of my stories are from my personal coaching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I stop coaching, I lose my stories. I lose the points that I'm trying to make. And I, I think I lose credibility too. And so I think that we always have to remember that. But as a coach to coaches, and, 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 and we've got, you know, hundreds of coaches on this call right now. Um, what would you suggest to them listening? When we think of the phrase, what got me here, won't get me there what what advice would you have for the coaches listening to that now a lot of them have been putting their thoughts in and they've been realizing some things but you've had so many conversations with coaches as kind of a coach to coach what what comes to your mind for the coach's sake as a coaching practice as a business or even a ministry at the church What comes to your mind when, you know, when you reflect back on conversations you've had in the past, what were some of the mistakes maybe that coaches have made through the years that we've had to walk them through and guide them uh, as kind of coaches coach? And you're muted. Did you not get that sign up there? Sorry,
2: I didn't get the sign. Timmy, you didn't give me the sign. We need to make one. You can just hold it up, you know, every time. Lesser I does that. Dustin, y'all just, yeah, oh, well, there it is. I'll he shoot, you shoot, you shoot you if you don't Lisa. unmute.
0: He would never shoot Lisa. Yeah, I,
2: I think he would, and then say he didn't mean to. Maybe, yeah, look at him shake his head. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. So. And I don't really care. That's Lisa, the funny Lisa thing about did. it.
0: She was on a she was on a call and Lisa got a, a a nerf gun right, a, a right, right in or bullet right in the in forehead. And nobody yeah. wanted to take credit for it's it. Like, and were were like, Oh, that hit Lisa you know. <laughs>
2: like, I don't even care. I mean, I raised boys. I grew up in a household full, full of boys. The things I got hit with when I was growing up, we didn't have Nerf guns, but we had rocks and sticks. And oh Lord, don't a Nerf gun, so seriously? Oh, anyway, you know, I started changing a question early on um, in it, very early um, when I started talking with coaches and, and not asking them. So what what's your challenge? Um, and the reason is, is it 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 uh, it invited only staring or looking at a problem in that moment. And, um, and yeah, it's good to know what problem we want to solve. If I'm talking with a coach, there it, some coaches don't even know there's a problem; they can't identify it or articulate it. But I noticed that we then would spend a lot of time on what's wrong. Y'all feel me? It's easy to do that even in our own heads you know what's wrong it's easy to go there and uh, the enemy of our soul he that's where he wants us to go and with some of the 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 outcome Of that is that we become isolated in our own thoughts. We become stuck. Some of you talked about the analysis paralysis, and you were agreeing. You know, on board. You connected with Justin when he talked about it. Really, a lot of you did. And and so I'm hoping that you realize you're not alone. That's number one. But, um, but we can get really stuck when we're when we're only thinking of those things because it squashes creativity right? We, we stop being creative. The, the stress level goes up and our creativity is way down here. And you know what? The first thing we knew God as is a creator. And if any of you are on this call saying, well, I just don't have a lot of creativity. I'm calling BS. I'll just say it out loud, right? Um, because you were created in the image of God and he is the creator. Remember that. So what I loved less when you were like, you identified there were coaches in the chat box talking about what their, you, you know, what their foundations are, their value systems. The, you know, and so the question I started asking instead was what makes you stand out? I, not even, I didn't even go to write or anything like that yet. It, what makes you a standout? Who are you fundamentally? Tell me about you. What makes the Lord of our universe look down and say, that's my boy or that's my girl? and I'm proud in this moment. Who are you? And, um, you know, the world tells us other things. It, it, um, I remember being asked one time I kept using this word when I was being coached that I was wrestling with something wrestling and I couldn't identify it. And the coach just stopped me and said, well, what are you wrestling? Who who are you wrestling? What are you wrestling? You want to hear the answer? I was wrestling with the person that I am and the person I thought I should be. I, I, I was fighting those two things. And um, I boy, oh boy, you know, talk about imposter syndrome, right? And um, those that was what I had to boil down to. So when I work with coaches now, the first thing I want them to know is who they are and what makes them a standout. Because if that's who you are, the clients you want will be attracted to that, y'all. You will be bold. You will be audacious. You will disrupt people. You will step into spaces you never thought you would step into. Because you're just being who you were meant to be in that moment. That's where us, and then at that point, who knows where the conversation will take us into getting to that next level. Who knows, because now you're doing it because you're doing it the way you should, the way you're created.
0: Justin, you've had a lot of one-on-ones, working with people, clients, customers, fellow coaches now, right? So what, in your opinion, how can you encourage the coaches listening? What got them here won't get them there. What, what, What do you have for them?
3: Pay attention to patterns. What's something that keeps popping up? You hear something and you're like, man, you know, I've heard that two or three times in the past day, week, month, or year. Anytime you're hearing that voice over and over again, and it may come from different sources, pay attention to that. Someone's trying to get your attention and point, you, point out something to you that you're missing. So that's, that's one thing that I've been hearing out uh, recently is simplicity and clarity. And you heard me say it earlier on the call, because I tend to go to complicated, right? How can I take this and make it more complicated, more sophisticated, because I like complicated and sophisticated things. But something that I've heard recently is simplicity can help things go faster, smoother, quicker. So that's something that I'm working on. So If you're looking for something to work on, you're like, well, I just don't know what I need to be working on next so that I can level up. Start to pay attention to the patterns, the phrases, the the problems, the issues, the challenges, uh, the compliments that you get, right, to bring in Lisa's point. What are things that other people are pointing out to you and you hear it on a repeated basis? Like, hmm, I need to pay attention to that. I need to grab onto that. That's something I want to work on and and flesh out and go to that next level. Because other people and others in your life can help point out those things to you. So don't try to do it alone and look for those patterns as to things that you should work on.
0: So Tim, you could even go back to your counseling days. I mean, go wherever you want with this, but how, how would you encourage those listening in today? What got them here won't get them there if that's the belief.
1: I think one of the things we've talked about so extensively on this call and and even to be hit on again is the community element. I actually have this poster I haven't hung up yet. Um, I'll put this up on our screens here. It says, if you want to go uh, fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Uh, This is an old African proverb, and I think it's really, really true when we're thinking about Because this whole thing is about getting there, right? And so a lot of us, for one, we haven't really clearly defined what, and we haven't really defined there yet. So if if I say, what got me here won't get me there, well, what is what? What is there? And one of the best ways to do that is to surround yourself with the right people. Book of Proverbs says that in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. That there is a tremendous value in putting the people in your life who can both help you create a positive narrative and help you catch the narrative that's not so positive and delete it or change it or get rid of it. And for those of you that have gone on to the 14th lesson of FCMT, where Dave talks about the power of intentionality, he mentions Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret, which is probably the best 36 minutes on YouTube. But one of the interesting things in The Strangest Secret by Earl Nightingale is he reiterates the idea that a person becomes what they think about all day long. And so when we take in narratives all day long that you're not good enough, you're not creative enough, you're not smart enough, you can't do it, you're not going to make it, you're going to fail, that becomes who you choose to be. If instead I figure out where are these voices coming from, silence the voices that don't matter, enhance the voices that do, bring in the people who I actually have a relationship with, the people that John Deloney in his book Own Your Past, Change Your Future, Change Your Future, uh, first of all this hurt list. Right. So if you're, if you haven't read this book yet, Huge, huge fan of John Deloney's new book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. And he says one of the things he noticed is he allowed too many people to hurt him. He internalized way too many statements from too many people. And he started to create a list saying, these are the people who are allowed to hurt me. And if you're not on his list, you're not allowed to hurt him. Now, you can say things that he might find hurtful, but he's going to pass that off. He's going to ignore that. He's going to file that off in a different part of his mind because you don't have the opportunity to hurt him. And so more and more of if we're trying to figure out how do we do this well, one of the things we need to look at is what brought us here, our fundamentals, and also who brought us here? Who brought us here from our relationships with God, with our families, with our friends, with those people who believed us at levels greater than we ever believed in ourselves? Who and what brought us here? And how do I surround myself with more of that to get there? How do I solidify my fundamentals? How do I focus on doing the right things the right way all the time. And then I can start building into next level stuff. But it kind of goes back to where we were much earlier in the call. when then somebody walked in that room, said, gentlemen, this is a football. Ladies and gentlemen, this is coaching. If you're not asking great questions to help somebody discover things about themselves, it doesn't matter what your marketing plan looks like. If you're not approaching things with the compassionate, restorative, judgment-free heart of a coach, these basic essential fundamentals of coaching, you're not gonna be able to have the reach that you wanna have. You're not gonna be able to make the money that you're gonna wanna make. You're not gonna have the impact that you can possibly have. So instead let's focus on the fundamentals, those things that allow us to do this and do these things well, and you can build from that. But it's really, really hard to build something successful when the fundamentals are rotten. You can't build a big, beautiful house on a sandy beach. It will collapse. Firm foundation first. And then we build the next level.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, so, so for me personally, I, I want to speak to, and I know it's, I know they're out there. So many coaches that just doubt themselves, especially you know when they're new, and they just you know Lisa mentioned it, the imposter syndrome. Who am I? How how dare I feel like I could actually coach somebody, right? Um, and it could be even, uh, you know, experienced coach. It's like, who am I kidding? Right? And I've had so many conversations about coach with coaches in the past, that have, you know, essentially said, I, I don't know that I can do this. I I, I don't know, honestly, if, if I'm good enough to actually do this. And I'll never forget. Um, 29 years ago, I got trained Larry Burkett, God bless him. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, but It's interesting because i i I got the passion when when his truth from his material freed me from the mindset i had and i understood stewardship for the first time because of him and his writing um and so immediately i knew that i had to help others it was such a revelation for me and such a life change it was almost like being born again only financially you know the mindset everything was just it was like i was a new person and I thought other people obviously are in the same boat and I've got to help them. So I originally, you know, immediately had a passion to help others. Uh, and, and then I got trained, God worked it out for me to actually go to Georgia and got trained by Larry Burkett and his team, uh, came back to the church. And you know what I'm saying to myself? Well, you know, now, now this is 1993. So, you know, I'm giving Tim, just don't worry about it, but I'm giving away. So, so 20 years earlier, I graduated from high school. This is in my mind. 20 years earlier, I graduated from high school, 1973. And I had to wait the night before to find out if I was going to graduate. My grades were, I mean, I wasn't top 99% of my class. I'm just saying. So with that, (laughs) I had to wait. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to graduate. This is what's rolling around in my mind. Now as a coach, fully trained by probably the best guy in the world to do that. And I doubted myself because of what occurred 20 years earlier. And so those lies, somebody put that in the chat box, I think Tim motivated lies, 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 right? And so I had to come over that and realize, look, God would not have given me the passion. God would not have led me to the training if I was not capable of helping somebody. And somebody at church just came to the pastor and said they needed some help. And then he said, Hey, less his train. I'm like, No, don't do this, Pastor, you know. But I had to honor him. And so I said, Yeah, I'd love to help him. And so I sat down and helped this couple. And I came away on the way home. I'm driving home. I'm thinking, Huh, that actually went well. <laughs> and then I thought, Well, but the next time, oh no. You know, I, and, and the next time was like, Well, that actually went well too. You know, it got to the point where I had to stop believing the lies coming at me. And so those lies That got me here are not going to get me anywhere going forward right so we just got to cut it off right at the head that's how you kill a snake right lisa didn't you run over that bad boy about six times with your car (laughs) that was one of the greatest stories (laughs) that snake is not coming to my house (laughs) but yeah we've got to cut off those lies and so coaches just just believe god would not have brought you where he brought you and then let you down you are capable of helping people absolutely
1: Let's. I wanna add something in here. Uh, there's a really, really great quote that I think really connects well with where we've been today here, coaches. Uh, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. It's by Theodore Roosevelt.
0: Mm. Nice. Uh, closing thoughts. We're just a couple minutes away, coaches. Um interesting topic. Um, we obviously had some fun with it, but boy, it's, it, it can also be powerful uh, in all of our lives and the way these decisions and, and ongoing decisions can affect us and, and as we go forward. So I don't know, closing thoughts for each of you.
2: Uh, well, Emma, yeah, mine, mine truly goes back to that. Just know who you are, you know, be you, know who you are, um, take those thoughts captive and know that you, I, we have defeated the lies that our Lord Jesus Christ defeated those lies. And we have to be, you know, here's the thing. Um, I heard a quick story one time of um, uh, FBI, those who look for counterfeit, right? Uh, they don't study the counterfeit. They study the authentic. They study the real bill. And they know it. They know it. And uh, what I want to employ employ to you is, is know your savior. Know the voice of God in your life and he will tell you the truth. He will tell. He's the only one that can fully always and every time tell you the truth. You know baby how's my hair look today oh it's it's great lisa no it's not it was sticking out everywhere that happened this morning to the man who says he loves me the most i'm gonna go to jesus jesus how do i look today he'll tell me right y'all that he tells you the truth look for the truth in everything know what makes you stand out y'all because you do you do and that's one thing that got you here that will get you there and I, I want you in 20 years from now, when you're doing this, remember, we're playing the long game, right? And 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now, when you're doing this, you'll be able to look back and do what Tim said. Am I better today than I was yesterday? Mm-hmm. With Justin, have I have I, have I purged the lies in my life and believe less and less and less in those? Absolutely. So yeah, that's that's where I would go.
0: Justin?
3: I'm going to practice what I've preached today, and I'm going to keep it simple. You are not alone. And don't try to do this alone.
2: Tim. There's this
1: great verse. It's often misquoted out of First Corinthians. It says, no temptation has seized you except what is common for all people. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but instead will provide a way out that you can stand up under it. The temptation to jump ahead, temptation to quit, the temptation to fail, the temptation to take the easy way out. They will appear. They will be there, but
0: God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Thank you coaches. Um, This went very heartfelt. I didn't anticipate as we planned this call, but uh, boy, uh, God has a plan all the time, as you say, so um thank you for joining us again today. We appreciate you um look forward to seeing you in another couple of weeks. uh That will be without me though I just realized I'll be gone. so have yourselves a good time, coaches Woo! <laughs> <Was> that- <laughs> so, <laughs> uh okay, so um just uh reminders uh i think tim put it in the chat box uh for the uh, uh replays, um and you can go there and see the whole library of real talks and so if you want to re-listen to this or you know whatever it is um yeah i'm gonna go to dc if i can uh, change the financial landscape oh the uh, yeah the, the the financial economic and uh um governing uh landscape i'm gonna go to dc what do you think Tim? So. Um, I think you're going to need a
1: lot fewer budget forms or a lot more C4 if you're going to make that happen. But
0: was that out loud? I'm
1: kidding. I'm kidding. The NSA is listening. If I'm not here in two weeks, it's because the NSA has holding me off to a black
0: site. That's entirely possible. You think maybe I could help Congress budget? What do you think? Uh, so anyway, uh, with that, um, I will miss you next time, but uh, you're in great hands obviously with these three. So join us in a couple of weeks and, uh, Have yourself a fabulous day, coaches. We believe in you. We're fans of you. And just keep moving. Don't let anything stop you. God bless y'all. Take care.